right, guys, we are back. I'm the Diesel, uh, the captain. I have Lilu's V with me and King of the Comics Professor E, Ethan Murphy with me. Uh, we're doing the second part of our <laughs> our character arc series. We're getting into flat arcs now. The first one kind of ran a little bit longer than we thought it would, which is perfectly fine. We had a great discussion. Uh, but the second part, we're getting into flat arcs. For the people watching that aren't aware of what a flat arc for a character or characters actually is, uh, I guess we'll start with Ethan, since you're the writing expert. Can you explain what a flat arc is for our fans? <laughs> so now I sound like a pompous asshole. Uh, but, but basically, what I'll say for a flat character arc is where the character, if Otis described it before in our last episode, how a character goes from point A to point Z, and they, and they change in some way, either for the better or the worse. A flat arc is where the character starts off at point A, and by the, by the end of the story, they're still at point A. Now, typically what happens is because they don't change, the world around them or the characters around them do change in response to them. They are the catalyst that causes the change. So from your opinion, would you say a flat arc isn't necessarily a bad thing? If no, it's, it's definitely not a bad, necessarily okay. a bad thing. There are plenty of examples of flat arc characters um, in great movies. One of my favorite movies of all time, Otis and I's favorite movie, uh, Shawshank Redemption, Andy Dufresne is very much a flat arc character. Um, and you see it reflect, you see it the most in the way the prison changes and the way that Red changes his best friend changes around around him. Uh, another example, of course, is something like Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z Goku. again. Uh, Goku, I, in my opinion, is one hundred percent a flat oh, yeah. character. Um, he, he, I know he does grow as a stronger fighter, but his his personality and his drive from the beginning stays. His even his. <laughs> His IQ from Dragon Ball to now, he is the Dragon same Ball person. To Dragon Ball to the, fight, to the fight with Granola, he's pretty much the same character. So. Fair enough. So then, a question I would have for is I'll propose this to Otis. Then, would you just argue that a flat art character is just a plot device in a sense, just like an over, uh, a roided up plot device? Mm. Yes and no. So I mean, the it, flat art characters usually dictate the plot. Like whatever they want becomes what the story is about, and that can either go really well or really bad. Like I mean, it's not necessarily like One Punch Man is a flat art character, right? And right. One Punch Man is pretty dope. I, I really enjoy that show. Um, another example. Uh, I, I honestly consider Luffy a flat art character. Oh yeah, he's a hundred percent flat art. Yeah, I haven't watched enough yet to know, so I can't say. Yeah, like I mean, he does. He he doesn't change. He changes the world. That is what Luffy does. Like mm -hmm. he puts his stamp on everything that he does. Everywhere he goes, he is remembered and beloved there. Like he changes the world. The world doesn't really change Luffy. It right. just makes him say, "Okay, I need to get stronger." Right. Yeah. And you and oftentimes you'll see, especially for example, One Piece, you do see in flashbacks or whatnot when they were a younger character and when they had to grow or change or learn some some lessons, some life lessons to become who they are. But by the time the story starts, from, from the time the story starts where the character is um, in the real time, if that character doesn't change in some way or grow in some way, that is a flat art character. Uh, and it, again, it's not necessarily a bad thing by any means. There are plenty of great examples of that. I would even argue that <laughs> traditionally, back in the day, Professor Xavier was a flat art character in the comics and the, in the anime series. Back in the day, back in the day, uh, and the characters that changed around him were his students. That was the whole point. Mm -hmm. um, so, and oftentimes, mentor characters are flat arcs. Yeah. So, 
So a question I would have then, what would you consider a bad flat art character? Because if the, if the criteria is that they're, the world is changing around them, if the world's not changing and they're not the ones making it, like what, 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 what is your perspective on a bad flat art character? Or do you have an example of one? Say it, Otis. Say it. I know it's right there. Say it. No, you ain't. You got okay. this. <laughs> Neo from uh, the Matrix sequels. It's Matrix sequels, more so two and three. Um, not even, I, I don't even know if you're going to count four at all, but uh, mainly two and three. He doesn't change or know what to do. Don't do count it. Don't four. Don't yeah, yeah, him. I, I lost that bet. But, uh, but yeah, Neo is one of the biggest examples because he's a character who has all the power, but has no idea what to do with it. Literally, he has no idea what to do with it, and he's walking around confused most of the time. Um, so. so then I I question that again, going into, well, I guess we probably consider Goku a bad flat art character, correct? No, I think he's a great flat art character because he, because he does affect, because one of the biggest defining characteristics of, of Goku is the people he fights end up becoming his friends and working alongside him. And as a young viewer myself, when I was back in the day when I was a kid, I watched that thinking, yo, that's cool. If you're able to turn your enemy into your friend, what a great lesson. What a great thing to do. So, mm-hmm. so I'm trying to think about a character in particular that has a sense of an uncontrollable power or or personality trait that they just don't have a control over, rather it's like somebody with Tourette's or something like that, but they're not changed. I'm, I'm looking at the, we have the best. We've talked about the best. I'm looking mm-hmm. into the worst of mm-hmm. our characters and for me, the reason I call it a plot device, I can't think of too many bad flat art characters off the top of my head. Y'all probably have more because you're a little bit more distinguished with the grays. Um, <laughs> um, so, so as opposed to thinking about a specific character, Dev, it can also just be in general how, how poorly it can go. I mean, like anything when you're writing, you can use plenty of pitfalls you can fall into. But if you have it where you're trying to ha- tell a compelling story, trying to get people emotionally invested in a story, but mm-hmm. the character themselves isn't growing or changing or learning, that's a problem. Especially if it's like for a show, a TV show or something like that. If the character is bizarrely obnoxious and stubborn, and that's the main character we're following behind, it's kind of like, why am I following this character? I don't... This character themselves is too uh, stubborn or rigid in their own ways. It's 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 a turnoff. Uh, think about in your own personal life. If you have a friend or someone that you ask them over and over again to do something for you and they refuse, they never do it. They never change or any way. You're like, you're going to stop hanging out with that person. So it's kind of the same way with a character. Um, it, oftentimes a character arc or a flat arc character, I'm sorry, a flat arc character won't work if the character has no ambition, has no drive, and the people around them are almost only affected in a negative way and the audience watching them doesn't like them. You, if you, you can have a negative character or a negative character arc if the audience is on board with that with that with that person but if you have a negative character that the audience doesn't like and they don't change they're not gonna start they're gonna, they're gonna start liking them all, all of a sudden later on so from the description you had it like, to me from my from my hearing it it sounded like uh saitama a lot that's a character at least from my perspective me watching the show he's just like walking along just living life like he doesn't really have an overarching goal that he wants he's kind of just doing stuff um Granted, the people in the world are kind of, I feel like, more indifferent on him. They're kind of, like, curious about him. Obviously, Genos is more, like, and that's his master from his perspective. But I feel like majority of the characters in that world, um, at least as far as I've gone watching the anime, are kind of indifferent on him. Yet that is a successful anime that people enjoy watching. What do you think is the differentiation between that and what you described? 
but I, I guess that's a question for Otis. I feel like because he uh, has probably has more thoughts on that. Correct or am I wrong? Yeah. Um, so I mean, the reason why One Punch Man works is because, well, I mean, well, for one, uh, he does have a goal. His goal is to find a challenge, and mm-hmm. he goes through different. Like, okay, I was like, okay, maybe if I'm a hero, I'll find a challenge. Nope. Maybe if I go fight some martial artists, I'll find a challenge. Nope. Maybe if I fight these monsters, I'll find a challenge. Nope. Like, you know, just a, a repeated thing for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but the growth uh, really comes from all the characters around him. Like, Genos grows so much as a character. You know, you see, uh, what is the guy with the baseball bat? Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, that hero, yeah. Uh, but, he looks like a beautiful yeah. too. I haven't yeah. watched the anime in forever, so I couldn't even yeah. tell you names outside of Genos yeah. and but, Bottom line, like you the characters around him develop because of their interactions with Saitama. Mm-hmm. And especially his villains, the people who mm-hmm. he fights actually grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so part of it too, Dev, is not just I'm not trying to say a lot of Dev, but part of it is it's not just the idea that the flat art character has no goals or has no uh, uh, motive, motivations. It's just that they start off with that same motivation and it, it doesn't change by the end of the story. They're in the same place by the end. Saitama 100% wants to find a worthy opponent, but he damn sure doesn't find one by the end of the story, which is part of the humor, which is why it works so well, um, so to speak. So then looking at a character, I, th- I probably more of a, a force of nature character, somebody like a Majin Buu, where they're just living their life and things happen to them and things come to them. Um, they're not developing uh really too much they're kind of just interacting with things as they come to them at least the, the fat boo like pure boo not the obviously the evil well part of him too but boo in general that's an example of to me of a character where it's a force of nature and you have characters like that in different parts of fiction in which they're just a force of nature rather that's a kaiju or a spirit to some extent sometimes people where they're mm-hmm. just there and they want to be left like the hulk in a sense he just wants to be left alone um, with a character like that, would you consider that a good flat arc, even though their motivation is they just want to be left alone and live their life? So with Majin Buu, honestly, if we're talking about, you know, Fat, fat Buu, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't consider that a flat arc character. Because um, seeing, like, you know, where Buu was when he first came about, like, him just whimsically killing people and eating, make, turning the candy and eating people to, mm-hmm. the, uh, like, making the full turn, like, you know, trying to save Hercule and legit actually being a, a, a hero mm-hmm. like uh that, I, that's that's not one i would do it call flat um another you, a character you could say kid you could say kid boo because he's basically it, it. Sure. he's it yeah. but yeah i'm also thinking about boo from like the boo saga on because obviously during the boo saga like he had that development but it felt like since the boo saga he's just been at a herco's house or just around her just chilling and he'll do things when like Beerus comes to Earth and takes his pudding or some shit, but he's really just around there chilling, just eating food, just living, essentially. I mean, after losing the Beerus, like, Boo went and trained. Like, he trained hard. He was supposed to be in the Tournament of Power. They just left him out. Yeah, Fair enough. True. And, and oftentimes, the, the, not all the characters in a story can grow or change. I mean, one of, the, one of the things that people talk about with Game of Thrones so much is how they have so many, it's, a, it's an ensemble cast and in some way or another, all the characters are influenced and do grow and change, but that's not the, that's not the usual, that's not how things usually unfold. It, it's also only done in long form storytelling. Typically, with like a movie or whatnot, you have 
only can only have room for one or two main character arcs essentially um mm -hmm. so it's 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 it depends on how much you know time you have to grow multiple characters and change multiple characters think about this too dev one of our favorite shows again going back to <laughs> back to avatar the last airbender uh what would you say if that is the arc of Toph? Toph Bayfong. Toph Bayfong, when I'm thinking of her arc, I more so think of like softening, for, for lack of a better term. Like her whole thing is that she has walls built up and defenses where she doesn't really like people like that. She doesn't really like let her emotions out to others around her. She's kind of self-kept and again, almost like a force of nature character in a sense, but she wants to be her, unapologetically her and be left alone in a sense from my perspective and, and then over time she obviously builds a relationship with the team and becomes more vulnerable with them over time like kind of letting them know things about her that she did let anybody else know besides her true I mean, look where she wins but up look where she Korra. ends up in Korra it's like mm -hmm. did she grow or <laughs> change and that's kind of like think about it it's like in a way she's kind of a flat art character but it's fine it works well but she's kind of a flat art character. Also, Iroh, from the point of when Avatar Last Airbender starts, Iroh doesn't really change or grow either. I mean, we don't think about that because we love him. We love where he is, but he's pretty much set uh, where he is at the beginning of that story up, up through Korra. So it's you can have a great character that is a flat art character because they don't necessarily need to change in a story. They don't, like Otis said, they don't dictate the story. They're fine being what they are. Uh, you so, have another character that, that does. So obviously they can be in the story. Because um, again, from my perspective, I look at it like a plot device. Do you think them being like a character like a Toph or uh, Uncle Iroh, them being the main character and like the driving force behind a narrative, do you think that could be indicative of a good story in general? If they were the main focus of a story? It could be. It could be. Um, there are plenty of stories. I'm sorry, Oz, we can say something. I'm going to cut you off. Hmm, good. Uh, have you guys seen the movie Nightcrawler with uh, Jake uh, Gyllenhaal? I haven't yet, no. Uh, I won't get into too many spoilers, but Otis knows that is very much a flat arc. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's character is very much a flat arc character. He has his whole objective from the mm -hmm. beginning is to actually have some kind of success as a um, videographer or a, you know, working in the news industry, essentially. And he has, his morals are very <laughs> sparse yeah and he doesn't really change he finds success but he doesn't change or grow or learn his lessons or it's like he's he's pretty much the exact same person same being from the beginning to the end and it's still a very compelling story even though he's and you see how he is because he's a flat art character and he's kind of in, in, a, in a grander sense he's more negative or <laughs> more borderline evil uh you see how it affects the world around him uh so so would that be is that a, is that a villain thing or like antagonist type thing kind of i'm looking at, especially when it comes to superheroes i'm looking at somebody like a for i guess a good superhero a good superhero villain being um vincent d'onofrio's kingpin he's obviously a villain and he stays a villain throughout the progression of his show and up into the new stuff he's in mm -hmm. um and granted his mo it seems like his motivations don't necessarily change. I think he has different, like Otis said, he has different goals, like having, um, is it Sophia or Mar I can't remember the name of his wife. Vanessa? Vanessa. Um, he obviously wants to protect her and that's a goal he has, but that need to amass power and wealth still are a, a constant for him. 
So oh. if you're going with the Daredevil show on Netflix, he does change. He goes from being a, a an island to a man that wants to be in a relationship to the point where he's willing to go to prison as long as Vanessa's safe. Because mm-hmm. I think it's it's, it's a, a, a correct me if I'm wrong, Otis. He kind of gives a Daredevil gives him like the ultimatum, like we will we will basically allow Vanessa to be fine and safe if you right. go to prison. And he's like, mm-hmm. okay, fine, yep. that's a trade. I'll take it. You know, essentially. So he right. does actually grow. However. There are plenty of other villains, Dev, that do, I mean, that 100%, because like, again, in the comic books, especially once Willie, Willie Fisk is established mm-hmm. as a kingpin, um, he doesn't really need to grow or change at all. It's, but we're seeing him from the beginning of the story with Spider-Man or what have you, or Daredevil, way when it's in the comic books. So he's already had his growth period when he was in prison, his dad, his dad abandoned him in prison. He actually had to go through that change and everything. By the time we see him and meet him, he's gone through those changes. He is who he is now. And we're seeing him just as that established character. Mm. Yeah, that's great. Uh, having the conversation, um, I, I understand a lot of where y'all are coming from with that. For me, um, I, I, you know, I do enjoy Flower characters. Obviously, the characters we talked about were characters that from content that we all enjoy, especially Uncle Iroh. For me, it's still tough not to see them as just a again like a, a plot device on steroids um mm-hmm. just due to the fact in all these in- instances we talked about with these characters all these characters have been used as a device to help the progression of the main protagonist rather mm-hmm. than be evil or not um and even just to affect the world in the sense to change the quid pro the quid pro quo not quid pro quo status, the, uh, status quo. quo i'm sorry yeah the status quo of the world um yeah. which is it's not a bad thing obviously it's just my perspective and how like i would just in fact, going forward, if I were to describe a, a flat art character, I'd, I'd probably still look at them just a really souped up plot device for a story. Yeah, and that's that's perfectly fine. And it, again, it, I think it does fall into how deft the hands are of the writer and storyteller or storytelling mm-hmm. team, essentially, if they can make that work. Sometimes they can't. There are plenty of examples, of course, where it doesn't work having a character with no... And it may even be indeliberate where the writer or writers or you know team behind the the film or book or what have you they are unaware of the fact that their character isn't growing or changing in any kind of notable way mm-hmm. uh and if that's the case it it does fall flat but oftentimes they if they do have a character that's a flat arc they will do what they can to make the world around them change i would argue being topical um that kratos in the first three games of god of war doesn't really change he has his the growth period it has was at the very beginning when he was you know, bamboozled by Ares. And after that, he's pretty much a wrecking machine from point A to point A. He doesn't really change. It's not till point A to point A. It's not till Dad of War or Beard of War he actually becomes like, oh, this dude actually has changed a lot. So. All right. Well, before we close out, are there any last thoughts or remarks you guys have on the topic? No. I mean... A uh, flat art character can either be good or bad. I mean, if you get tropey, you're, you're probably going to end up bad. If you are deliberate in making the them the driving force of the world, it can be good. Bottom line. I completely oh. agree. Well, guys, thank you for tuning in again. This has been ASMR Charlie. Um, this has been the second part of the flat arc or just the character arc discussion. Um, again, if you have, have any thoughts on what videos you guys want from us going forward as far as narrative uh, discussions when it comes to things of that nature, let us know in the comment section. If you like these videos, again, let us know in the comment section. We appreciate your support. We hope for your continued support, and we will see you guys next time. This is the Internet Podcast. Peace. Peace.